Hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and this is The Watchman. We are sounding the alarm for the peril and uncertainty that lie ahead. Our commitment is for the objective truth. As The Watchman, we will call out whenever we see those that live in the fifth dimension attempt to put feelings and emotions in front of facts and truth. We will call out the real motives of those living in the land of unlimited imagination. And we do that by expounding on the underreported facts. Today, we're going to be getting to those facts with Bonnie Stock. Bonnie is a retired public school teacher and former chairwoman of the Berks County Republican Committee and a very smart lady. She's back with us today. Welcome back, Bonnie. Thank you, Clay. Nice to be here. It's great having you back. Hey, I want to I want to ask you, Bonnie, uh, Bonnie, about I'd like to have a discussion for our listeners. Uh, what is the real difference between a globalist like Joe Biden and an America First Donald Trump? There's a stark comparison between the two, and I think what was really telling on all of this is watching how I think the uh, well, we're going to talk about those differences. We'll start off with Memorial Day services. Look, Trump was doing his Memorial Day event, and he was projecting leadership, strength, confidence, and he connected with people while honoring the fallen. And Biden walked in like he was in mourning at a funeral or something. He walked like he was he was carrying his wreath. He was, I know this is a solemn occasion, and it's, it's but it's not a march of despair. I mean, he shows up wearing a black, and I think for the occasion, full face mask, uh, his wife. Yeah, his wife. Yeah. You know, he's been he's been staying home because the Democrat governor in Delaware has told him to. And Trump's out every day exuding an, an, an American comeback confidence. You know, Biden's mask is the symbol, I think, of fear and despair from the left right now. And he's putting on this costume like a, like an actor or an actress wears the where where's puts on their costume. You know, like the reporters. <laughs> how they put on their costume and put on their mask to convey fear and despair. This is what the left wants. And Trump doesn't do it. See, the left wants Trump to put on their his mask and he won't do it. And Trump doesn't give in. He, I love the guy. <laughs> I heard a good one about the uh, masks. Uh, uh, someone said, if we all wear our Trump 2020 masks, then will the Democrats decide we no longer need masks? <laughs> I thought that was a good one. <laughs> and, yeah. and probably true. <laughs> well, I do have my Trump 2020 mask, by the oh, way. Yeah. Oh, good. Sure. Oh, sure. Right. that's good. I wear a bandana, a neckerchief. Right. I pull well, I pull it up when I, I need. only wear it if I have to. Yes. Right. I'm obliged to wear it oh no i agree and, and you and you look we want to respect people i think all of us want to respect right. people when you're in close right. contact and someone's afraid and, and and they ask you to put it on at least you can do it i mean they're not sure, have it. it's yeah they're not have i mean because people are afraid they truly are even though and you're not we're not going to convince them not to be but i think no right but i think we know here on the watchman that we know that if masks did work and keeping us safe, we'd all be wearing masks and we'd all be open for business. <laughs> that's the, that's right. a fact. Right. Fact. <laughs> that's truth that you can yep. bank on in Denver, folks. <laughs> yep. How about how about Biden's racist comments on the Breakfast Club? Um, 
Isn't that amazing? Uh, well, <laughs> even before I was listening to that, and even before he got to his last big uh, gaffe, as we want to say, uh, I really was totally annoyed with him for putting on an accent. And that is so belittling to, I think, black Americans, African Americans, that uh, to try to put on that accent. And then to go at the end and say, if you can't decide between Trump and me, then you ain't black. Well, oh, really, Joe? That's really low. <laughs> First of all, how many, how many times did Joe say ain't? And, and to, to make it seem as if, oh, well, I have to talk like that. Oh, it was just horrible. It was horrible. Well, what I think mm. was, I think what was equally horrible is the free pass he got on the fake news. Of course. Uh, of course. No, equally horrible. I mean, mm. Biden categorically proved, he categorically proved that what he sees and confirms that he and the other Democrats are, they all take for, they, they all take every black vote for granted, every one of them. In fact, when they look at the African-American population, they don't see people, they see voters. Yeah. And they, they see voters yeah. that should have a never-ending gratitude with deep appreciation and devotion for the commitment these <laughs> Democrats have to providing the bare essentials, but nothing more. No hope. Exactly. No hope, no dreams, no opportunity, just misery and despair. I mean, I think it's, I think, I think people in the city right now, I think African-Americans right now are seeing this. And I think Trump's going to get about 15% of them. I, I, you know, I, I think he's going to get a lot more. Double and it's it's amazing how he can't get, Fifty percent. I know it. Because I, know. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, Diamond and Silk. You know who they are. Yep. They were on the radio the other day, and they were saying the same thing that you just said that that the community, the African American community, has to wake up to the fact that the Democrats have done nothing to help them. They keep them in the same position of despair and dependency. And that's crazy. They are worth more than that. And they need to show everyone what they're worth and, and not just uh, take tidbits and then be satisfied with it. I just uh, I just can't understand it. And they were very adamant about that. Oh, yeah. Well, the media, I thought was really deafening was the media malpractice. And they said, well, you know, that's Joe. You know, <laughs> yeah. We, we've come to expect that sort of craziness out of Joe. Uh, you know, that that out-of-touch comment, you know, that comes from him. You know, what What I mean, you, Bonnie and I are asking, where, where's the accountability? I mean, where is anyone in the media right now holding this guy accountable for a blatant overreach here and a racist? I mean, that, this truly was racist in what he did. Oh. And it's, it's unbelievable that they let him get away with it. Where, I mean... It's just, to me, it's unbelievable. And Trump I mean, would have been crucified. Oh, anyone on the Republican <laughs> side. Right, Especially exactly. Trump, America first. I mean, anybody with an America right. first Republican, there would have been, you'd have heard, oh, there's no excuse for a remark like that. That's unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. but, but what's really amazing is that we all see it. Everyone sees it. Look, our our Facebook page, the Burke's Republican Committee Facebook page, is under attack by the left. And believe me, the people attacking, they accept no excuses. 
like they're claiming oppression on everything and they're they're claiming all kinds of you know there's outrage all this misplaced phony outrage oh, yeah. it's all they have yeah. all they have they're outraged it's unbelievable and you're seeing this right now with biden right now on this breakfast club what's amazing to me is this guy goes on this this station and he does this thing now we heard al sharpton came out against it al sharpton at least he's consistent he said he shouldn't have done it but he but he also <laughs> said but but then he also hammered trump for being a racist and then and then we saw the aclu come out against him which i thought not that not the i'm sorry uh the naacp came out against him oh, sorry mm-hmm. They came out against them. They said, we don't endorse anybody. <laughs> oh, that was interesting. Uh-huh. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Joe Biden's energy plan. Now, he was asked. Oh, on wow. the, yeah, he was asked on the Squawk Box. He was asked on the Squawk Box. Uh, CNBC Squawk Box a few days ago. He was he was asked. He said, uh because Biden, you know, he was asked about energy and so forth. And Biden stated that he wants to move away from fossil fuel production. Now, what does that mean, Bonnie, to you? Didn't, didn't he say he wants to shut down fracking within uh, so many years? I thought he even actually yeah. said shut yeah. down fracking. Well, that's just peachy for all of us that would like to stay warm in the winter or cool <laughs> in the summer. That's right. Um Go live in your tent for, uh, if that's what you want, but I don't want that, and I'm sure most of the people listening don't want that either because <laughs> solar energy, wind energy uh, is such a small fraction of the energy that we use to make our economy go uh, that it would be absurd to even think that. Plus, I don't know if people like the wind stuff because it's killing Tens of, oh, maybe even hundreds of thousands of migratory birds or other or other birds. Uh, uh, you know, let's not talk about that because I think that's abominable. But <laughs> right. where does he think, uh, where do any of these Democrats that want to stop this uh, fossil fuel, well, it's not going to happen because, again, we'll all be in our own little ice age then. <laughs> You, you, you hit it, Bonnie. That that's about that's about right on the point because it really is right there. I mean, he was asked, you know, how he would, you know, what his energy policy. He's and he said, my energy policy is he would gradually move out of the position of relying on oil and gas. And then he realized, oops, I can't say that. So he goes, excuse me, I mean on coal. And so he throws in oil and gas. And he realized he can't get yeah. away with it, so he jumps on coal. Now he goes. No one is going to build another coal fire plant. Period. No matter no matter what the law is. So now Biden was asked by Joe Kernan, who asked. He said, uh, "How would you preserve the high paying jobs right now in oil and gas?" And Biden didn't answer directly. He said, "Well, we should we should become the next exporter of the new technology by investing forty billion, or I should say four hundred billion, or whatever billion." He goes, he goes forty billion in. I mean four hundred billion in. Because I'm proposing yeah, research, <laughs> 40 to 400 billion. There's a huge difference, okay? Yeah, yeah. well, yes, he does that in a lot of things. Yeah, uh, because of proposing in research and development for new ways to absorb carbon. I want to point that out because he's talking about technology that absorbs carbon. Now, the problem I have with that is carbon is plant food. Well, so yeah. When you start, this- right. 
That's right. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Uh, no, does, does he know that we need carbon dioxide to survive? That's right. We, we can, the planet cannot survive without right. carbon dioxide. So let's just soak it all up and I don't know, do what with it. I don't I, I mean, I, but but first he doesn't get the money down. He says there's a forty billion or four hundred billion. He doesn't know how many how many hundreds of billions it's going to cost, and then he doesn't know because he doesn't understand what absorbing carbon can cost us. You know, a greening planet, folks. A greening planet is a healthy planet. A browning planet is not healthy. He obviously wants a browning planet. Now, what's amazing is you don't see the media. Well, again, what we are seeing is the media malpractice. And they're not holding him accountable for this. I mean, they need to be hitting him in the eye with the idea of like, look, how do you propose absorbing all those carbon? I mean, how do you propose the plant life will survive at that point? Because plants need carbon. They need CO2 to live. Right. Now, it's just unbelievable. It is. I mean, now he and says, well, there's new ways, you know, he goes, he goes on to say, <laughs> there's new ways, you know, to make yeah. sure we have a system nationwide that can transmit coal and wind across the country. Now it goes back to coal. <laughs> now it goes back to coal. He just got finished saying that he doesn't want coal, yeah. and now he's looking for ways to transmit coal and wind across the country. I know that was hilarious because how in the world, I mean, the idea that you're going to transmit the wind blowing in, you know, <laughs> Abington, Pennsylvania, to the wind... To, to, to energy and transmit that energy to Seattle, Washington. I, I don't I know where they're going that. that. <laughs> I mean, Do you notice nobody, though, ever mentions nuclear? Because nuclear true. is our cleanest source of energy. Um, and yet, I don't know if everyone's afraid of it, or I don't know why that is not mentioned, because that certainly is, again, the cleanest source of energy. It is. It but is. We, we don't but, you know, talk they're, about they're, that at all. Nope. But I mean, gas and oil. I mean, we're, we are we are the largest player in the world right now. We've become a huge mm -hmm. major player in this. One of the largest mm -hmm. players in the world, certainly a major player in the world in gas and oil. And, and Joe Biden wants to change that. And so Joe, Joe basically goes on to say, well, we're not we're not we're not investing in coal and wind. Coal. Here we go. Coal. And uh, we need jobs. I mean, I don't know. I think he forgot what he said a few moments earlier that sure. no one's going to build another coal-fired plant, period, no matter what the law is. And then he goes on to say a few seconds later, we have to learn to transmit coal and wind across the country. Now, I think, I, look, in all fairness, I believe he was talking about gas and oil. <laughs> I don't think he's talking about coal. But I think he had coal well, and wind. <laughs> I didn't get yes, a cold on the brain. To... I mean, unbelievable. Now let's let's you look at to, Trump's... you have to fill in the blanks with him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna be kind and we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he meant Cole because a few moments earlier he shot yeah. Cole down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he meant he meant something else. But I think what's interesting is Trump's energy policy again. May, it was an America first energy policy, and it, it allowed us to eclipse the world economically and maintain that hold. We were slipping to China until Trump came along. We're the leading player in oil and gas production in the world. And yes, in coal. And Joe Biden, I guess he's confused on coal and oil. No, he's not really confused. I think he's confused on 
maybe what he had for dinner, but not on that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> <Just> confused. <laughs> he There's so many ways he's confused. Well, you know, and, and what's really tragic on this, and, and all kidding aside, we, we, I mean, I, he looks like he's got the onset of, of something serious. And I mean, really, it's unbelievable that, I mean, he just looks horrible. I mean, when he was out there Memorial Day, he looked like he was, you know, like a 90-year-old man walking oh, across did. the ground. He did. He, he did. Looked, he looked ancient. He's holding up that wreath, and he's walking like he was going to fall over, you know. And But anyway, you know, one thing I want to point out about solar energy, and, and I, want to, I want to bring this out because I want our listeners to understand, Trump has not turned his back on solar. Trump, The Trump administration's Department of Interior just approved the largest solar project in the U.S. history. Newsweek reported a solar energy project in Nevada that is expected to generate enough electricity to power a quarter of a million homes. This has been given the okay by the federal government. Now, upon its completion in a couple of years, the Gemini Solar Project could be the eighth biggest solar facility in the world. Now, I, I'm saying that because I don't have a problem with solar, but I don't have a problem with solar if it can work and it can be effective. But you, you have to have it in connection with fossil fuels because there's well, nothing more efficient and there's nothing more effective than fossil fuels, period. Right. And you know where um, when you make these solar panels, there are certain minerals that go into the production of those. And do you know where most of those minerals are found? China. Really? China. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. I can't remember yeah. the name of the mineral and so but yes, there it's found the, the largest deposit is found in China. How about so, that? Yeah. Well, I, I think what's really what's really telling on all of this is that we have to we have to have a America first energy policy. Joe Biden does not. Okay. Joe Biden right. does. As a matter of fact, Joe Biden has a globalist energy policy. That's a policy that allows other countries to do better than us in producing energy and selling energy and affecting the, the energy costs to citizens around the world. And, uh, I mean, they just want energy costs to go through the roof. That's what their goal is, period. Oh, yeah, but with, right, with energy. And this, I think um, what's happening now in our country is bringing really into focus what globalization is going to do. Um, we can see with, uh, with these supply chains that uh, uh, where we're dependent so much on other countries for certain things in order to produce. I mean, I just heard, I don't know if this could be possible, but it said that 97% of our pharmaceuticals are coming from China and India. So that's a scary thing. <laughs> yes. if, if that supply chain would be disrupted, well, a lot of people are going to be in big trouble. And I think that's just one of the things that we have to look at when, when, we're, when we're vastly dependent on these other countries for things. So, when they say about, oh, Trump's looking inward and no America first, well, I think in a lot of cases, we absolutely have to put America first. Well, I think we, I think we always need to be America first. 
And I think, I mean, I, I mean, I'm an American and I want our country first. I mean, if India wants to do better with their billion people, like India's got three times the people we got. They want to do better with their economy. They need to figure it out. They need to figure it out. Okay. And they need to get rid of some of that corruption going on over there because that's part of the problem they have. And it's all about corruption and all about crony capitalism. When you have, I mean, what you're seeing, little tastes of that in this country, trust me, it's it's run rampant around, it's run rampant around the world, and uh, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. I, and this is what people, like you said, this is what they see. Am I right, Bonnie? Sure. Yeah. But, but it seems as if there's, I mean, I don't know, there's so many people that are unaware. I mean, I have... I have friends that are really just unaware of what's happening. Um, and I, I, I don't try to be pushy and <laughs> fussy with people, but wake up because um, this things are happening rapidly. And, uh, and our world is changing. And I don't think most people are going to like it when they see what's happening. Because if, if we continue to live in this, in this fear and then don't, don't understand what's going on. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be caught unawares. Oh yeah. Well, I think what's interesting is getting into another point here on Biden. Biden wants to uh, challenge Trump on the economy. Now yeah. I think this, oh, is three, this is delicious. There's three <laughs> points on the economy that Biden might be looking at. Okay. He might be trying to claim that Trump moved too slowly on COVID and it cratered the economy. Oh. Mm. Well, folks, there's no chance of that because Biden himself is on record saying that Trump moved too quickly. <laughs> right. All of them okay. are. Pelosi, Biden, yeah. uh, the, the whole crew. Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. That's, that's hilarious. Now, the, yeah, the other it is, have, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Then they have Biden wants to try to latch on to the Obama economy record by saying it was better than Trump's. Again, no chance. Because, how can that be? <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. Well, this is not going to have any traction with anyone living in real time and space. You know what I'm saying, Bonnie? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no chance at all. Then we have Biden. I guess the third one is Biden knows better than Trump on what to do. Wow. Uh -huh. Again, that's got yeah. no chance. That's got no. That's dead on arrival as well. Look, he has to make the argument as to exactly what he's going to do differently. In addition, well, that's right. <laughs> in addition to what he needs to sell. In, in addition to that, he has to sell that snake oil. He has to sell that snake oil to people who live in real time and space. Look, I, I'm telling you, I don't see it. This, the guy who's going to try to sell that, what he's specifically going to do, is the same guy who in an interview on Squawk Box talked about how no one's going to build another coal-fired plant, period, and then literally within seconds later talks about how to transmit coal across the country. I mean, look, I, I'm telling you, there's no way that guy's going to make his case on this. They know he's an abject weakling, Bonnie. I mean, they know he can't win, Bonnie. Well, I, I, I don't – yeah, you know, it's almost, I'm almost speechless – to even try to say, who would vote for him? I don't, I don't understand. I've heard him say these generalizations to about getting uh, the, about the economy. Oh, we have. In fact, he he made the huge error of saying we've lost eighty five thousand jobs. This is a, a quote. We've lost eighty five thousand jobs and had hundreds of thousands of deaths. So, I mean, it, 
he, that that's what he said because he yeah, well, can't even keep those numbers straight. He just he, can't. <laughs> he, he can't do it. He can't do it. And um, so I hope they nominate him, though. I certainly hope he's he's the well, official nominee because well, I, just, I believe I, I he would see, be toast. Yeah, I think he's got he's got no ability at all to win. Look, they know it. Uh, you know, Michael Moore, uh, that famous director, I should say, the oh, infamous, oh. the infamous director, the infamous oh. Marxist director in Hollywood. He made a comment recently. That he says, Biden thinks he's going to win. He's out of his mind. We need we have a lot of work to do if we think we're going to win this election. I mean, well, look, he's the one that said, yeah, he's the one that said when someone asked him about because he was to, um, touting the electric car about well, where does the electricity come from? And he said. Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's he's brilliant. <laughs> he's so smart. He's so smart. You know, I'll, yeah. tell you, I, I, I'll tell you, I think so many of these people, they understand every once in a while, because you got these fake polls that come out. Oh, Biden's beating Trump by mm-hmm. nine or ten points. Yeah. But let me help everyone understand. Biden has a math problem. <laughs> Biden, Biden has a math problem. And don't miss it. You know, when you look at the election, you look at the number of people in this country, you can see it. There's about 235 million registered voters in this country. Okay. About 38% of those registered voters are Republican. About 42% of those registered voters are Democrats. Based on those numbers, it's about 89 million registered Republicans and about 98 million registered Democrats. Well, it is a math problem. Of course, you have about 47 million independents, but I'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. So when you have a guy like Trump that has enthusiasm numbers and energy numbers within his, within his party, like he does, and you have a level of energy within the Republican base that can't wait to go vote, if you get a turnout of, say, 65% or 70%, that will swamp a Democrat turnout of 54 to 58%. And what's going to happen is based on the numbers that Trump will likely get from Republicans compared to the number that Biden will get likely get from Democrats, because remember, the, right. the others, the other one gets the other vote. So if Trump gets 92 percent of Republicans, it means Biden gets 8 percent of Republicans. If Trump gets if Biden gets 85 percent of Democrats, it means Trump gets 15 percent or thereabouts. Now, based on those numbers, it looks like Trump is going to be sitting pretty handsomely at about 51 million or 53 million votes and Biden will be sitting under 50. And I'll tell you the magic number is 70. And I think I, I should say, I'm sorry, uh, Trump will be, Biden yeah. will, Trump will be sitting at about 58 million, 59 million and Biden will be sitting at about 53 million and 54 million. And that's before you throw the independence in there. So Biden's going to be sitting on a, I mean, he, he's going to be he's going to be down by about four or five million votes before the independents are thrown in there. So, I mean, he'd have to get almost all the independents. It's just not likely going to happen. So they know mathematically that Biden can't win. And the reason they know it is because Trump is too he's too liked and beloved by his Republican Party. Bonnie, why don't you wrap the show up with your thoughts on that? Well, yes, and I just want to say, I believe with these polls. Uh, it's the same as it was in 2016. I think a lot of the Democrats won't say they're going to vote for President Trump this time, but they will because, right. uh, I, I mean, uh, they're not just uh, – they can't be in awe of Joe Biden. So 
So I think uh, whatever the polls say, we saw they were wrong last presidential election. Uh, if they're calling for a Biden win, I think they're definitely wrong again. And um, I just hope people that are patriotic and love our country know who they have to vote for. And we're going to help them understand it, being members of the Bush are. we are we will help them understand the right vote thanks Bonnie thanks to all of our listeners for being with us we appreciate you tuning in this afternoon be with us every week right here on AM Radio 1180 WFYL for this distinct discussion on the Watchmen and we appreciate everybody tuning in some of our audience listens to us live during normal airtime by clicking listen live on YouTube by going to searching 1180 WFYL on YouTube and then just clicking listen live. Others just go to the website, click listen live. Others pull up the podcast. However you choose to do it, thank you for tuning in. That's why we are here. Thanks for being with us. See you next week on The Watchmen. For Bonnie Stock, I'm Clay Brees. See you next week. Goodbye for now. <laughs>